Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Kit Mead had driven out to the Wakefield Auto Court this evening to see her estranged husband, Bill. As she got out of the car, she could see a bright square of light coming from the window of the bungalow. Now she stood outside, peering into the familiar room in which she had spent the first months of her marriage, studying Bill's face as he sat at his desk, tapping away at a portable typewriter. Then she saw him stop, rip out a sheet of paper, crumple it, and throw it to the floor. Poor Bill. He's thrown himself into this new job of his with a sort of desperation, driving himself, trying to forget everything that happened, trying to forget about me and the baby. It's ironic. Bill's feeling so paternal about that child, about Lisa Fenner's child. If he knew... Well, he won't, not if I can help it. I've got to bring something out of this mess, even if it's only legal possession of a child I don't want and the money Dad intends to leave to his grandchild. Well, I might as well get this over with. Hello, Bill. Yes. <laughs> well, don't look as if you're seeing a ghost. Aren't you going to ask me in? Oh, yes. Uh, come in, Kit. Thank you, I will. I, uh, I suppose in a way, Bill, I am a ghost from the past. Uh, would you like me to take your coat? Mm, thanks. Uh, sit in the easy chair. It's more no, thanks, Bill. You sit there. It's like old times. You in the chair, me on the couch. If you don't mind, I think I'll lean back and put my feet up. I'm rather tired. Uh, sure, make yourself comfortable. I've been watching you for quite a while. Watching me? Mm-hmm. I stood outside, looked through the window before I knocked. Oh. I uh, hope you don't mind. I was thinking, remembering. Me in a house dress with my hair in a bandana, scurrying around to have dinner ready by the time you came back from camp, <laughs> cutting out recipes from the home economics page in the Sunday supplement, rearranging the furniture. Uh, by the way, you've improved the place a lot. It's so tidy, too. Oh, well, I figured I might as well keep it respectable since I can't seem to find any better place to live around town. You've done very well, really. It almost looks as if you were expecting a visit from the child care authorities. I don't get you. No. Don't they always send out investigators to see if a, a bachelor father can provide a good home for his child? I'm afraid it's too soon to worry about quarters for my son, Kit. Isn't that hitting below the belt? It's my vicious streak again. How is the baby, Kit? He's thriving. That's good. You needn't worry about him. Needn't I? I wonder. Oh, let's not talk about the baby now, Bill. He belongs to the present. Tonight I'm thinking of the past. It seems a long time since I spent my days, and nights, too, inside these four walls. Yeah. You've changed a lot. Do you know that? Have I? Oh, yes. Yes, it's quite amazing. And for the better. Even your rival, Nicholas Dorn, thinks you're... Quite a guy. Nicholas. You know him? Well, casually. We meet occasionally at the Brown Palace Bar. Oh. Well, that's funny. He's never mentioned that he knew you. And he didn't. Until yesterday. You see, we used to chat together, but we'd never introduced ourselves. I found out who he was first. 
But I didn't tell him my name until yesterday. Oh, I see. Well, what? I mean, he must have been rather surprised. Oh, he was. Unpleasantly so. My fame had preceded me. <laughs> in fact, when I told him my name, he looked like a man who just discovered a cobra coiled up in his favorite chair at the club. Uh, tell me, Bill, do you think I'm poisonous, too? Oh, I don't know, Kit. Don't ask no, me. No, no, no. Go ahead. I can take it. Have I changed at all? Well, Kit, when we were first married, you were quite a lot different for a while. Was I really, Bill? How different? Oh, you know, you were, you were softer, more gentle. <laughs> Soft and gentle. Me. <laughs> and now I reverted to type, is that it? Now I'm again that sarcastic, cruel, selfish woman. Kit, why are you doing this to yourself? What's the matter, Bill? Don't you believe in self-analysis? Well, what good does it do, all this bitterness you have? I suppose you're going to tell me I'd be a much happier person if I'd love my fellow creatures, turn the other cheek, and so on. Well, maybe it sounds corny, but I do believe that. I almost believed it, too, once. But I found out it didn't work. Perhaps it would have. Maybe you didn't give it a fair chance. You're smart, Kit. You have a quick mind. You've always been able to talk rings around me. And yet it seems to me that there's something you should have found out by now, and I don't understand why you haven't. Uh, what is that, Bill? Well, the way I see it, you get from people, from life as a whole, just about what you give. If you approach living with your dukes up, ready to swing the first time a person comes toward you, well, naturally, you arouse that other person's instinct to defend himself. And pretty soon you have a first-class battle on your hands. And you think that's what I've done? Well, that's the way it looks to me. Been seeing much of Aunt Mary lately? Not too much, but I see her every chance I get. Why? No, nothing. I just wondered. I had a feeling you've been talking to her. Oh, you're wrong, kid, if you think Aunt Mary's against you. But she dislikes you. Oh, don't try and tell me I'm one of her favorite people. No, of course I won't. That would be silly the way things have gone. Oh, but Aunt Mary's very patient, very tolerant. She always tries to figure out why people do the things they do, and she's usually right. Now, that's what I mean about trying to meet people on a friendly basis. She always does, if she can. You're turning into quite a philosopher, aren't you, Bill? Well, I'll tell you. There's something terribly wrong with your theory. I hate to disillusion you, but the fact is it's dangerous to let your guard down. If you do, somebody's going to get in a good uppercut to carry out your own figure of speech. And you'll go down for a good long count. For instance, look at my father. What about him? How far do you think a person would get with him if that person didn't take good care to protect himself? Dad's a successful man, and that's why he's successful. Because he doesn't ever let anyone get the jump on him. You should know that of all people. Yeah. But it doesn't change my attitude. He may be on top now, but I'm not so darn sure he'll stay there. Well, I am. Yes, I can see you are. You're very much under his influence. Hey, this is the first time we've had a normal, peaceful conversation in so long, Kit. But there's something I'd like to ask you. All right, Bill. Well, I, I know you're unhappy and bitter now, but I've wondered... Do you honestly feel you would have been happier, made a better life for yourself, for both of us, if we'd stayed together? Frankly, Bill, 
I don't. You're a strange woman. I guess I don't understand you at all. Perhaps I don't understand myself. But I do know there's something. I, I don't know what it is. Something I want that I've never had. I'm restless, discontented. Do you think it's because of your background, your father? I don't know, Bill, but... But at any rate, you needn't worry about it any longer. What do you mean? You can forget all about me. Just cross off these months we spent together to experience. Pretend it never happened. Start all over. Yes, you can hang out the banners and chill the champagne. You've got something to celebrate. Yes. Oh, I know, Bill. I sound rather hysterical, but I'm not really. I'm simply trying to tell you that I'm... I'm going to get a divorce. You'll be free. Bill Meade couldn't believe his ears. So this was the reason for Kit's visit, for her strange mood, her dwelling on the past. She decided to give him a divorce after all. But I wonder, Bill, whether you'd better allow yourself to look forward too eagerly to your freedom, because Ben Calvert is still to be considered, and Ben prefers to fight the matter out in court. If that happened, you'd be bound to lose, Bill. And even if you win, what happiness can you expect from your freedom? What hope have you, actually, of recapturing the love of Aunt Mary's niece, Peggy Douglas? 